Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome in 11 o'clock hour here on a Tuesday. My name is Louis Rabot. We got you till noon. Bobby V after us. Roundtable 3 o'clock local programming. 7 to 6 every Monday through Friday here on ESPN 680 105.7. Thanks to our friend Mark Ennis for hanging out. In the 10 o'clock hour, we'll do the same tomorrow uh, with our guy Mike Gandolfo. We'll talk UK. We will react to that game tonight uh, as they host Mizzou. Uh, a reminder that we will have the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show for you tonight sometime a little after 9 o'clock. That'll be Gandolfo and Entz. Uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife wants to remind you, check out that 2024 elk draw today on their website. Uh, you are not Dan Issel. You cannot shoot that animal in your backyard. So sign up today at the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Homepage there, ready to go for you. Zach Cantrell with me today, very bitterly uh, in the office today. Impressed, though, not not hugely hungover. Very impressed with that, so good job, Zach. All right, so uh, we did talk uh, Michigan's uh, win last night. The general direction of uh, L football and basketball with Mark in the first hour. If you miss any of it, go back to the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com. All right, so yeah, let's do a Canes read. Why not? I'm feeling turned on. The college football season may be over, but friends, you can still game plan ahead. And order online with our friends at Racing Canes. They've got a great, easy-to-use app. You can also find them online at RacingCanes.com, that fresh hot hand battered chicken with those delicious sauces crinkle cut fries and that delicious one of a kind Texas toast find them online at RaisingCanes.com and visit them at any of their multiple area locations RaisingCanes.com oh my nipples are hard how long do you spend playing in that one zero I don't don't play in those those are all just top of the head yep okay I never play them no, no. Oh, I want those to be organic and and sexy. Okay. There you go. Nothing about me sexy except for the Canes read. That's it. You said it. <laughs> Text her immediately. Louis should be ASMR. Look, people. I'm not a good-looking guy. I am not a... Uh, not good-looking. But I could show up on time and I could do some ASMR. How about that? All there right. you go. <laughs> uh, Louisville basketball again at Miami tomorrow, 530, uh, 93.9. We'll start the pregame uh, there. All right. So I kind of want to jump around to some national topics real quick. Um, did you see that John Morant's done for the season already because there is a God? Did you see this? I, oh, yeah. He's... Did we you said, see that? Would, would he be suspended again? Apparently, he's not going to be suspended again just because. <laughs> it's over. You know, it doesn't need to be suspended. Did he hurt it? God did, suspended him. Did he hurt that shoulder while shooting? <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I was hoping to ignite. Go ahead and search for this sound because it is great sound. Mitch Handigan defending John Morant's honor. Essentially saying he's a great guy, uh, he takes care of his family. All this kind of stuff. If you can find that sound, just type John Moran in the Dropbox. It is one of the greatest delusional takes in the history of radio. 
And we love our guy, Mitch. <laughs> That's a delusional take. It's fantastic. He's, and a, then, he's a dear friend. And then all of these things happened. No, no, no. We played at Murray State. So anyone who is at all from Murray or, or you know, whatever, just really wants to defend the guy. And it, it, look, he could be a great player. He hurt his shooting shoulder coming down on the text line. Of course he did. <laughs> sometimes, again, sometimes it just works out. You just have to wait, just have to be patient, and it just works out. Man, oh, man. Um, I got, we got. Yeah, play it. This is, this is one of the great sounds of the history of the station. Go. You get one hmm. good NBA player, and you think you're on Kentucky Louisville's yeah. level. Okay. Well, right. Maybe okay. a little bit overrated. Yeah. This game won't translate when he gets older. It'll look like uh, Derrick Rose and Russell Westbrook. Whatever. I mean, it is It is what <laughs> it is. He'll be making $500 million in school. I'm that, I know he's rich. Yeah. Listen, I know he's with women. I know he's rich. I, I know all that. That doesn't mean I can't he's not cut him women. down at he the knees verbally on AM radio. <laughs> oh, he's not with women. He has he's not. He's not. Screeble, he's trust me, he's not. <laughs> you're joking, right? No, I'm not. Mitch, you're joking. Stop. Mitch. No, trust I'm not. Me. Did you say trust, trust me? Trust me, he's not. How do you know what this guy's doing? <laughs> I know people. I know people. You know pe- what are you what? saying right now? No. <laughs> trust me, I know people. Ah. <sighs> He knows the guy. Oh my gosh. What a great sound, man. How about that? Oh. Oh, what great sound. You'll never do radio that good. Bet. You'll never do <laughs> Bet. Are you sad that Michigan uh, fans stopped using bet on all their posts? No. Okay. <laughs> it was the lamest thing. It was very lame. <laughs> How are you today? I think we need to ask. I think people are getting to know you. Uh, well, do you know the uh, the Stephen A. Smith clip? I'm having a very bad day. Yes, I do. I'm in no mood. That's it. <laughs> That's today. <laughs> That's it. All right. We're all, we've all been there. So you watched the game last night. And so you did the thing you weren't supposed to do. That's hilarious. It is hilarious, Texter. You're right. It's an amazing sound. That I, I don't. I cannot describe to people enough. Stop Stop assuming that the people that you like to watch play sports are <laughs> acting in a certain way in private. Like just just assume. That just, just, oh, just I, don't, I, I don't think that at all. Don't hold that up, man. Um, <laughs> that show era was second only to, to Andy with Cooper. Ooh, who are the best producers on Andy's show? Coop, Coop's up there. Coop established that relationship, too, as part of the midday rush. That was a different thing during this slot. Um so yeah, no, I'm with you on that. As as far as foundational pieces of uh, of the the ridiculous side of ESPN 680, that's definitely definitely there. So man, that's just trust me, I know people. What a fantastic analysis. Just trust me, I know. People. I know people. God's great. I'm u- I'm using that. It's so good, man. It it just it sounds like something your seven year old would say to you. Yeah. No, Dad. Trust me. That's we don't have. No, homework. don't worry. I, I don't have people. homework. Trust me. <laughs> I know, I know the teacher. You're good. You don't, yeah. need, no, you didn't, no, you don't need an email. Hey, no, I know no. that guy. How about that? <laughs> Jobber rant. I know people. <laughs> it's fantastic. Don't worry. We can get into this club. Uh, we can get in it wherever. I know a guy. I can't believe it. it looks like surgery too, man. Yeah. Um, oh, God. So unbelievable. Um, uh, texter. Okay. So let's, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll, let's talk through this. Cause I know that you agree with this texter. Four three seven nine six eighty. Uh, Louis, how are folks overlooking the fact that Michigan cheated their way here? Uh, it blows my mind that it's not being talked about more. You know who's not overlooking it? You. Me. Right. Um, I Here's what I would say to that. and Because there is a, you know, do you have that quote up, the, the one that just like Vanderbilt catches strays for no Poor reason? Poor Vanderbilt. What did they ever do to anybody? And and look, I, I have a sense of who this is being quoted by, Brett McMurphy, and that's fine. And I, you know, it's, Yeah, I got the quote. Okay, go ahead and read it. So an Alabama official said at the Rose Bowl last week, look, everyone, and I mean everyone, is stealing signs. Michigan was not the only school doing this. Added an industry source, quote, yeah. quote, Kansas basketball cheats more than anyone. They didn't do anything to Kansas, the NCAA. The only pure thing in college athletics is Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt <laughs> sucks. So here's the last line of the, the article. That's where college athletics is in 2024. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Or you're Vanderbilt. What a lie. <laughs> Just catching strays because of Kansas basketball. Poor Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt man. football catching strays off, oh. of, off of Kansas basketball. That's fantastic. I um, So to answer the texture, this is where I think I I – I know I don't fit in horse racing this way, and 
It may make me not fit here. I don't know. But I know guys like Zach. Okay, so if yeah, if Washington has the, the scandal this year that Michigan does and they win the title last night. Yes. Be honest. Yeah. Do you care as much as it as you do right now? I wouldn't be thrilled about it. I don't like cheating being rewarded anywhere, but no, I wouldn't be. But it's a rival for you, so you right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's just be honest about it. And I and I think part of this and I and this is where if people are very upset, I would I would very much understand, especially from the following angle. I grew up around the Michigan thing, growing up in Michigan. And no one, no fan base. Pete Fiutek was on yesterday, and I thought he he phrased it beautifully on Strebel's show. That he said, look, I think Michigan's going to win tonight, and it's going to be terrible for me because I know Michigan fans. Yes. And it is the most self-righteous fan base that I've ever been around. No, it's not even close. I don't think it's close. No, it's not. And and it is, and it's stuff like, it's stuff, Michigan man. Well, I was going to say, how Mitch sounded talking about John Morant is how Michigan fans talk about their own program. No fan Trust base, me, yes. I know someone. They're not doing that. Everyone goes to class. No one's taking bribes. Everything's above the board. Everything's great. Now, I want to say. And everyone I, else is doing everything. If I were in Detroit, that would be my take today. That would how, That's how I would do radio today. I would say, look, before, Ohio State won a bunch because they were doing all this illegal stuff. Now it's above the board. And yeah. Michigan can play, play, pay players. Exactly. Now that it's even, even playing field, look at what we can do. That's what I would do. That would be my open to do radio in Detroit. That's what I would do. And I just, I, I assume everyone's cheating. That's that's my baseline they probably here. Are. I assume everyone's cheating and that Michigan should get hammered for having the resources they do and being as dumb as they were this That's year. exactly it. Like everybody I'm sure is cheating, but 100%, not everybody has. Everyone is stealing signs. Yes. Everyone is, is scouting these games in the way that they did this year. But to give a guy like Connor Stallions a position in your program like yes. they did is absolute malpractice. And to say that the coaches knew nothing about it when there's literally photos of them together and Connor Stallions is at every game. Look, it's like the Houston Astros. That's the example I always use. And of course, it's fitting they won the national title in Houston last night. Everybody in baseball steals signs. Not everybody in baseball bangs trash cans and uses an elaborate sign-stealing system. I'm sure that just about every major program in college football is cheating to some extent. But they went systemat- – it was a systemic level of cheating. That, And then the collective arrogance that they have about, you know, if Ohio State did this, death penalty. But Michigan does it. No, no. D- bet. We're still playing, like, the games are still decided on the field. And you could tell what they did this year. And that was, they they delayed everything because they thought they could win the national title this year. They did. So they're just going to wait for Harbaugh to leave. And they're going to wait for their program to get hammered and hope that everybody has amnesia just like they do with Louisville as far as winning the 2013 national title. And that's what everybody remembers. But that's, even that's different because they didn't do any on-court cheating. Got it. Okay. So are you hoping they get it taken away? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. I so I do wonder for you. So for me last night watching, I thought I was going to have some kind of visceral reaction because of where I went to school and how I grew up and all those things of being really upset. I didn't lose an ounce of sleep. I didn't get upset any of those things. And I do wonder if it's because I live here now and I don't have to do it every day. Because I know for, for you know, like Jay Davis will have on Thursday. Went we went to college together. He's got to go to Cranes today. And be surrounded by dudes who went to school in Ann Arbor who are hungover and happy and whatever else. Well, those people are good for them because most of the Michigan fan base, you know, the Walmart Wolverines didn't actually go there. So, like you as a Ohio State Well, yes. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Less obnoxious. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have my head up my collective you-know-what every day. Not every day. Right. <laughs> um, Jay Wright on the text line, man, oh man. Uh, texter, it just seems gross. This is the same texture. It's gross. Question. That's that's uh, the perfect word. It it's seems gross. gross. Let's crown a team that obviously got caught cheating. I think as a Louisville fan, the fact that this stuff gets overlooked ticks me off. It's a bad spot to be as a fan, but still. Look, I, I understand the sentiment. That's not what I'm trying to do. If I'm coming across as though I don't understand the sentiment. Oh, no, I get it. I just... I approach it and start at a different place than other people, I think, as far as... As far as calculating and computing how I feel about it, as, as far as processing all of it. I will say, and I have to respond to this text, or he said, did Zach like the Ole Miss running back committed to Ohio State as soon as the game? Yes, I absolutely loved it. 
Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Let's uh, text her here. Uh, text her, dude. Every rival thinks the same about their self, the most self righteous fan base. Uh, you host a show with one of the most self righteous, nosy, and in state manipulative fan bases programs in the country. UK hated 2013 so much because they had Kraft, uh, they had Kraft Quarter Bevan to use our board of uh, trustees to dissolve our success. That, that's what that's what there it, it is. Was. There it is. There it is. Yeah. But I think the right word was used, and that's just this all feels gross. Like nobody yeah. outside of Ann Arbor is happy about it. Because it just, the fact that a coach gets suspended twice in the same season, the fact that they're using this fake adversity, you know, we went through so much when it was all self-induced, like, just, just spare me. I did have a, I did have a texter a couple of months ago say that I wasn't, um, I wasn't negative enough about Michigan. (laughs) So they stopped listening. (laughs) It's like you don't you don't know how to rival and I'm like I just I don't I just don't live in that space now and I think part of it is because I don't live the rivalry every day. I don't have to. Now if I choose to on social media or something I can, but I just I haven't done that in so long. It's got to have been a decade since I got an argument about the rivalry. It's been at least a decade. And frankly, the only place I do it is in hockey which no one here cares about. <laughs> you don't get the Michigan fans saying, "Hey little brother, you don't get that." They don't do it to me. There you go. That doesn't happen to me. Good. I don't know why, but it doesn't happen to me. But maybe I just don't swim in those waters. I don't know. Yeah. yeah maybe I just like don't. Like, I can't even... There's but if part- I lived here and I happened... You know, I so, you know, if I had gone to L or something, and I had to live here, and the guy next to me at the Ford line, you know, where, where I'm working, is yeah. a big UK honk or whatever, or is an IU honk or whatever, like, it would get annoying for sure. It would get annoying for sure. And you would have to have your guard up all the time. You would be thinking about that rather than whatever it was that I was thinking about last night. I understand it. I don't have to do that anymore because I don't live yeah. where my rivalry is happening. And yours is a little different in the sense that at least they grew up in the state of Michigan. You know what's gross? People <laughs> that grow up in Columbus, Ohio and root for Michigan. What are you? You're just trying to be different than everybody else. <laughs> You, you know, you're like that kid. Maybe that you go- like yellow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you're, you're, you're like that kid that, you know, <laughs> you're, you're kind of the bully and you just want to be different than everybody. And, oh, look at me. But that's, the Knicks fan in Boston or something. That's it. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Texter, spare me is right. Enough of this uh, sniveling, whining crap about Michigan winning. You gods, everyone does this crap. I That's more or less where I'm at, but I do understand why other people don't like it. I do. I get it. I, I, I'm not in the camp that I want the title's taken away i think enough already with this crap i unfortunately even if they vacated everybody knows it happened it doesn't matter they vacated the fab five we all know it happened yeah culturally we all remember it yeah um texture say part of this louis that you've grown up it really doesn't matter in all the schemes of things i'm more interested in on these conversations no i think the rivalry stuff is fun but when people make it not fun yeah you know, that um, texture. Yeah, people who grew up in Columbus uh, are gross. <laughs> My ex grew up there. <laughs> a great text. There you oh, go. Man, there I, you go. Hey, no, wherever ar- your ex is from, that. it's a bad town. That's yeah. right. Yeah, no, it is what it is. <laughs> can't argue that. There's no rivalry there. That's just true. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. Um, did the best team win the national title? No. Who was the best team this year? Georgia. Yeah. That's the only only leftover thing I think you could debate right now is who is the actual best team in this country. Can we just say this, too? And it has to be brought up. I would have really liked to see a Jordan Travis-led Florida State team because that team was rolling, and I think that team probably beats Washington. And I think they would have had the defense, especially up front, to stop or contain Michigan's running game to a degree. And I think Jordan Travis's mobility would have been a factor. Now, that's if he's healthy, of course. This version of Florida State doesn't beat Michigan. But Jordan Travis led Florida State, I think, could have. That's the other what if that's out there. So there's two. There's Georgia and healthy Florida State. Interesting. Huh. In a 12-team playoff, Georgia wins the national title. I don't think there's any question. Boy, have I just not thought about Florida State recently enough, and am I so jaded by the Orange Bowl? See, I don't even think about that game. Yeah, right. No, no, no. And I think, no, I appreciate this perspective, actually, because I, healthy Florida State, because their defense has NFL dudes. That's fantastic. Not even a question. Yes. I think you're right about that. Jordan Travis or Michael Penix. Man, I think, I think Washington's offense was better than whatever Travis was doing with Florida State. 
Yeah, and I think you Michigan still that. got in their back in their backfield. I still think I think Florida State ran the ball better than okay. Washington does. Okay, well that might I'm not be saying true. Florida State wins. No, no, I understand. I understand. I I I am more clearly definitive. It's a on, huge what if, right? Yes. In the same way that if Georgia gets a spot instead of Alabama yes. or whatever, I'm right? What more, I'm much more definitive on if we had the 12 team playoff, Georgia wins a third straight tie, and I don't know if it's close. I, I mean, if Georgia's so good, why didn't they beat Bama coming down the text line? True. I, that part, no, no. Looking back, how did they not beat Bama? Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I just, I that part is is the that game is the stunner of the year in Atlanta. You got Georgia; they know what's at stake. They've been playing very well up until that point, and then just did not work. Out. No, that's right. Um, Texter recorded played better. It would have been Ohio State as the best team. That's I, right. If uh, uh, Georgia's no, total team is, better I'll than say Ohio this: States. if CJ Stroud came back, Ohio State wins the national title. With the defense Ohio State had this year, yeah. if C.J. Stroud could have ever had that the last couple of years, they would have won. But Kyle McCord, there, there's a reason Kyle McCord What's was a, a starting quarterback at Ohio State and all he could end up with is Syracuse. Syracuse. That's right. Um, Texture of Georgia wins the playoff. Why couldn't they win the SEC? No, that's it. And, and actually, that was the one good lesson that we that they they that they laid out with the CFP was, no, Georgia lost the heads up against Alabama, they are behind Alabama. Yeah. Alabama lost to Texas, they are behind Texas. But I, I'm with you. I've seen Charlie Alabama speaking. multiple years not win the SEC, and they still went on and won the national championship. <laughs> Georgia, 2021, they did not beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, but they beat them in the national championship game. There you go. All right. Well, I do want to talk a couple more things uh, later this hour. Durant had his comments on Draymond. Tua, I want to talk about because it's a personal thing for me uh, as far as how well his season went. This year, we did not get into Malachi Nelson transferring to Boise State yesterday. And I didn't get to tell this story about this woman uh, hiking in the freezing cold that I think is an absolute... uh, uh, She's a death seeker, is essentially how I'll put it. We'll do all of that next here on ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is... With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. My child arrived just the other day. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> Rabo and Co. here, ESPN 680. 105.7, we got, a, got you about another half hour, Bobby V, after us. And then, of course, roundtable 3 o'clock, go local till 6 o'clock today. Uh, some other programming going on here. Uh, tomorrow, you'll have the high school hour at 6 o'clock, presented by Imogen Bottom Drawer. That'll be here on 680-1057. Uh, Louisville Sports Live is tonight, not tomorrow, so make sure you are tuned in for that. Zach's got hot, hot takes on the transfer portal. Of course, on the weekends, you backup can... Backup tight ends, baby. Backup tight ends. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, nickel safety talk later. Uh, Saturday morning on 93.9 at 10 o'clock, you can hear our guy Jeff Lightsey on the Victory Formation Show. And on Sundays, of course... Um, uh, on the Victory Formation show on Saturdays on 93, 9, 10 to 11 with our guy James Black as well. And then the Sunday morning hangover, 10 to noon, this slot here on ESPN 680-1057. You can check out all of that. All right, so uh, we're going to get personal for a minute. Tua Tagovailoa uh, met his goal of playing an entire 17-game season. And uh, the reason this is personal for me is because one of the reasons I had to quit playing ice hockey was head injuries. And uh, so guys like Tua that I get to watch from afar – and when they get hurt, I remember those those days. And by remember, I mean I remember showing up to the games and then waking up in the hospital. And Tua certainly has had the same experience that I remember, unfortunately, in that game of people remember. He gets hurt, and then they put him back out there, and he gets hurt even worse. And his approach to the game was to add some muscle, do the things that make sense as far as being you know, more durable and those kinds of things. 
but they also had an excellent season. And yes, as as a guy who literally had to go see a physician recently to work on lots of different things that came out of my head injuries, I'm extraordinarily happy for Tua. And I'm not rooting, rooting against the Chiefs or whatever, you know, in the playoffs, but I'm definitely rooting for Tua Tagovailoa. And yeah. I don't want to talk about this too often because I'm really fortunate. I got lucky. My injuries were of a very specific variety, and I'm okay. But there are lots of guys who aren't, and I was worried about two. I'm not going to lie. I was worried he was never going to play again. You thought after the Bengals yes. thing he would never I play I thought again. he was done. And, and, and frankly, with what we saw happen with Junior Seau and different guys, I hate to go to a super dark place, but whatever. This is what comes of this. Look, I'm a guy that had a conversation with my wife a few years ago. Hey, Things are not going well. I've looked up what CTE is. I'm worried I have early onset CTE. We might need to make a contingency plan in case that's true about me. Mm -hmm. Because I can't be around our family if that's true. Right. This is really serious stuff. And and it affects every single aspect of your life. So to get to watch Tua this way, have this kind of success, it it warms my heart. It makes me feel... um, it makes me feel really good for him, and I'm 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 rooting for the guy because by every measure, seems to be a decent enough guy, and I'm just yeah. It would be, it would be cool if they went to Arrowhead and won. They, the Dolphins are really fun to watch. They are Tyree fun to watch. Kill is fantastic. He's very good. Waddle's great. Like everybody said, Tua couldn't throw the deep ball, and apparently you didn't watch him in college because he's yeah. one of the best deep ball throwers I've ever seen. Sure, Tua, it, he could have. There was a time that he was considered for MVP of the league. Oh, yeah. He kind of fell off a little bit sure. toward the back half of the season, but. I mean, this is a franchise that's here to stay. Mike McDaniel is a young offensive coach. Yeah, that's a good Tua, point. If, if Tua stays healthy, Dolphins are going to be a problem. For and it's been years. a minute since the Dolphins put together this kind of run that they could put together. Yeah, right. right it's since been a Marino because they really they've gone through a billion quarterbacks. Like everybody always talks about the Browns joke about how they can list like all their starting quarterbacks. On <laughs> that jacket is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just added Jeff Driscoll to the list on Sunday. Yeah, but yeah. No, the Dolphins aren't that far behind until they got Tua. You know, the other part too with with the Dolphins is, you know, lost in some of the conversation about Bill Belichick was he did what you're supposed to do when your division stinks, and that's load up the wins in the division, right? And get those home games uh, in the NFL playoffs. And literally, it's not, I promise, it's not a, a criticism of the run that Brady or any of those guys made uh, with with the Patriots, but they absolutely took advantage of a terrible division. And part of that was the Dolphins. Yes. So to get to watch them have a good coach, a good quarterback, is a is a big a big departure from what uh, they used to have uh, for sure. But yeah, no, I'm just I'm rooting for Tua. Hope it works out for him. And uh, I'm I'm just I'm always amazed when guys can come back from what that looked like because there's I mean there's video somewhere of me just on the ice completely unresponsive. Yeah, and just, my and my mom in the crowd. I, I I don't now that I have kids, I have no idea how my parents lived through it because I had yeah. three of those. I think mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine how my mom lived through all those. I just remember watching that Bengals game and seeing his fingers and everything. Like I didn't know if he was ever going to play again, and there were a lot of people that told him he should never play again. And if he didn't, who could have blamed him? But he came back and he's been he's been great. And that's that should be the thing that we focus on is the fact that he made it through the entire season, no yep. injuries, no right. real concern. I don't think there was ever a point that he even got taken out of a game at any point. The cool thing for guys with Tua, like Tua, excuse me, is if he can set up, hey, this is what worked for me, then maybe he, they can apply that to other players. That's right. Right? And that's that's where, as long as we get better on these things, because honestly, you know, I, so I, I do this with horse racing a lot where I talk about the the societal trends around horse racing on our podcast and one of them is in the same election cycle, Ron DeSantis became the governor of Florida and greyhound racing was outlawed in right. Florida. Okay, yeah. So we, we saw Florida vote for a guy of that political ilk and in the same election get rid of racing animals. Right, yeah. And there's never been less of an appetite for that. So I think horse racing needs to be on guard for that kind of thing. Like a place like California, for example, mm-hmm. needs to be really careful. Right, I, I think with head injuries... The NFL needs to be really careful. I did have a question about this because it's something that I'm back and forth on. Okay. I hate the fact that defenders can't really hit anybody yeah. and that it's turned into a glorified flag version football of flag or football. Whatever. Sure, yeah. I just I, I want defense back in the NFL. I understand where they're going with head injuries and I realize how big of a long term concern it is. So that's kind of the balance that I struggle with is trying to figure out well, concern myself with head injuries versus I want it to resemble like I don't I'm, want it to be like seventies football, but right, I want it to look right. like 80s 90s like can we bring back what football's supposed to be well what's interesting about that and i'm glad you said that so i i'm sure there are tons of parents listening right now or even coaches who are in youth football 
And football has done something very intelligent, which is they went to the youth levels and said, this is how we're going to hit going forward. This is how we're going to tackle going forward that's in a more safe manner. Mm -hmm. So they understand it's not just, hey, we're going to put these rules in, and when you get to the NFL, you have to follow them. No, 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 no. You need to teach a guy when he's eight years old. Yes. Keep your head up. No, you can't change once you have 10 years of that, 15 years of that. It's just not fair to ask people, hey, we're going to train you for a decade this way. Oh, by the way, you're here. You got to change. It's just not something, it's not a feasible, reasonable thing to ask people to do. So I think. That part as well, they've done a really good job. And I think we go way too far with it. When I see like a guy, they call roughing the passer on sacks, or they call roughing the passer when yeah. a guy like yeah. you know, wraps him up and gonna be tough. The, the body weight, whatever the hell yeah. that is. And they're trying to they're <laughs> the trying to one, yeah. get rid of the hip drop tackle, which I didn't know was a thing. Like at, you've got to be able to tackle. Injuries are a part well, of football. There That's was just a, the way it is. There was a time when Penix last night slid. Yeah, and the guy like rolled over him. Yes, and I remember thinking. They might throw a flag on that when the guy did what he was supposed to do, <laughs> right? I, I, no, like, I had the same thought. Yeah, it, like, and they didn't, and I was happy about that. I'll be very clear. Like, I was very happy they didn't do that because the defender very clearly was going to tackle him, saw that the quarterback started to go to the ground and went, oh, crap, I got to make – essentially made an in-air adjustment. That's right. It's unbelievable. And frankly, some of those highlights are pretty yeah. cool, too. When a guy's, the been, guys are able to do when that, a guy's yeah. been hitting people the same way his entire life, and now you're asking him, oh, this isn't actually the strike zone. This is now the strike That's zone. That's right. You can't do that on the fly in the middle of the game when you're going full speed. You just can't. And so you got to change how people come up. And That's I think right. They're doing a good job of that. I, I will say that. So, um, All right. Well, uh, where else did I want to go with all of this? Do you think in the future here the Malachi Nelson story is going to be reasonably common where the number one recruit in a class goes to a place like Boise? No, I don't think it. I'm, I don't know what to make of this because Malachi Nelson, you would think if he's the number one prospect. Would be the guy next year. Yeah. Either that or if he just chose to leave USC that, I don't know, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, all these other top programs would be interested in him and it didn't sound like they were so that's just says on paper not right now now that he's at boise this is tainted and for the for the thought experiment we're about to do but let's try to remove the fact that he committed to boise would you have rather have had malachi nelson knowing he was the number one guy mm-hmm. at us uh, you know in the class goes to usc it doesn't work right would you rather have him at ohio state or the guy from from kansas state I'll take the Kansas State guy. Okay. Because he has college experience. Yeah. No, Ohio it's State's it's not, interesting, right? Yeah. Ohio State right now needs a, a ready-made guy. It's not a learn-on-the-job no. team right now. No. Nope. Got it. Okay. I just, it's interesting going forward because, you know, it, that's clearly the path Louisville's taking next year is Tyler Shook is a guy with a ton of experience. He's older, et cetera, right? So they clearly have decided on that side, whereas UK is going with Vandegrift, who does not have the experience. Right. Right? And I'm of the, the opinion locally, I think I'd rather have Vandegrift next year. But... I also trust that Brom's going to get the the most out of Tyler Shook. I don't think that's even a question. I think part of that has to be because Vandergriff doesn't have the injury history that Tyler Shook does. I don't know if Tyler Shook makes it an entire season next year. We also don't know season. if Vandergriff can make an entire season because he's oh, never played. Because he's to never be had fair. to. Right. Yes. right. So that'll, that'll be interesting as well. But if they could keep David Leary from getting hurt, I'm sure they could keep Brock Vandergriff from getting mm. hurt. So. Being the backup quarterback at Georgia, you're probably pretty good. Probably pretty good life. Yeah, it's not bad. It's probably pretty good life. I have walked the campus in, uh, in Athens. That's a, not a terrible place to... <laughs> to walk a campus that is have you been to have you been to georgia no dude that that stadium man you're just walking on campus and then it's there but there's a moment it's right on a street and and you're walking on the street it's pedestrian street and you the end zone is open from that street and the hedge and everything else it is a sight to behold even amongst you know college stadiums and all the time i've spent in, you know going to big 10 stadiums as a student and all that stuff Man, the head Georgia's awesome. I mean, yeah. it's just just visually stunning. So yeah, um, you can see why so many top players are going there. Oh, absolutely. I well, mean, Georgia is one is maybe the best job in college football with the high school talent they have. If they keep all that in state, you see what's happening. Yeah, and and you, it's Georgia Tech. It's not like where Texas has A and M and other schools right. to compete Georgia with. Tech's it's just not Georgia's just the school. Yes, that's, that's it. right. Yes, yeah, so. it's like Ohio it State, be, it Cincinnati. Like Cincinnati's fine. But right. Ohio State, if you are a top pro- player in the state of Ohio, you want to go to Ohio State. Yeah. You're not worried about anywhere else. It's kind of like LSU. Tulane. No, no. no, that's right. LSU is definitely a good example of that. I um, Someone had texted in earlier that it's uh, – um, oh, God. Oh, I totally lost the thought. I am so sorry. Someone had texted in earlier about that kind of scenario. Oh, about um, 
about Mark Stoops and his recruiting of Ohio. Yes. And it was essentially just go get the guys that Ohio State doesn't take and you could have a really good football team. It's true. It's true. It's That's true. what Mark D'Antonio did. 100% it is. That's how he built his program. Yep. Uh, Texter, man, I love the dog racing in Florida. I enjoyed it every time I was down there. Oh, no, it's great. And and if you if you really need a hankering, there's a state called West Virginia. Uh, Texter, uh, <laughs> no, it's like it's funny when we drive to the Preakness on our way to Baltimore, we go through the panhandle there and there's some casino as soon as you get, of course, you know, as soon as you get into West Virginia that they advertise the dog races. I almost made Gandolfo get off the highway. I want to see a dog turn in a circle. Uh, Texter, I hate Georgia, but man, girl, Georgia girls are hot. Yeah, no, it's it's unequivocal. Sometimes there are just statements that are factual. And That's one of them. That one's factual. It is what it is. Yep. Uh, just the, why didn't it work for Nelson at USC? Um, and he was obviously thought of as the heir apparent to Caleb Williams. And then all of a sudden he's behind Miller Moss. Miller Moss makes that decision look very smart against, um, yeah. <laughs> against Louisville in the bowl game. And you know, quote in in the athletic, there's only a few guys I would be okay sitting behind, and the best quarterback in the country is definitely one of them. So he talked about sitting behind Caleb Williams. I imagine if they say, "Hey, we're going to run with Miller Moss," and you have that kind of attitude, which, by the way, I think is in, done the right way, is a good attitude. Yeah. As a quarterback, you want to be mentally in a spot where you say, "No, no, it's I'm I'm the guy." Yep. Right. You want that guy in the same way that you want your head coach to feel that way, um, to a to a degree. So no, it'll be. I just. The Boise thing about it, because Boise's in that weird spot. It's a little like committing to Gonzaga basketball. We'll see That's you, exactly but not right. very much. Yeah, Boise State. They, I think the they're a top five winningest program as far as win percentage of all time. And the last decade or so, they've won a bunch of big bowl games. And Boise State is a nationally known program, no question. But we don't put Boise State on that level because. And they don't have reason, the TV deal the other places. Why they just don't. Yeah. Why hasn't that's the exact reason why Boise State, even though they're very successful. There are a lot less successful programs that have gotten Power Five invites, and Boise had, has never done that. Well, they maybe go. they should. All right. Well, one more segment uh, to go on this show. We will get into uh, Draymond and Durant hiking in the cold, and uh, we will do our uh, daily NFL playoff setup with our guy Zaxi. Uh, we'll do it next year. ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back to Final segment here, Rabo Co. on a Tuesday, ESPN 680-1057. I'm Louis Rabo. Find me on Twitter at Radio Louis. You can find the station at ESPN 680. Bobby V in about 20 minutes, and then you get roundtable 3 o'clock. We'll go local uh, until 6 o'clock today here on ESPN 680-1057. All right, so I want to do... Uh, a recurring segment that will only pop up when necessary, and that is when Louis was wrong. We may need to get sounders for this, but I think in this business it is Are very you sure common. It's going to be rare. No, no. I said when it's when it's warranted, and that's okay. going to be what once a week. Um, where Louis was wrong. Where Louis was wrong on Robo and Co. And then Lincoln Park starts playing in the background. Of course, uh, people love the Lincoln Park part of this show. <laughs> it's coming out of the text line immediately. I love it. So. Uh, after the bowl, before the bowl game for Louisville, we're going to do a Louisville heavy segment here to, uh, to close the show. Before the bowl game with USC, I said that you know one of the potential downsides of of losing to USC would be the preseason ranking going into next year, and I was wrong about if they lose the game and they lost it spectacularly. I mean, Miller Moss looked like freaking Joe Theismann. I was wrong that. That they would drop. My concern was they would drop in the preseason rankings for next year, and already in the way too early prognostications that we're seeing, 
Louisville is in the top 25. And in a sport where you need to be in the top 10-ish to make the playoff, that is a great spot to be. That's right. Have the number next to your name to start the season and then figure it out from there. So I was wrong about that. I thought that they would get pinged more by that, and that is a result of probably me being in this bubble um, and not realizing that national guys are smart too and that bowl games mean less. The only thing I would say is Louisville tried to win that bowl game. Yeah. But the national people don't care about that, which is great. Which is great for Louisville. They don't care about bowl games. They do not care about bowl games. This is exactly right. Um, And so Louisville's going to be in the top 25 to start football season next year, which is fantastic for them because it is absolutely where you want to be in college football if you want to make the playoff. Uh, It is one of the... Uh, it is the last sport where the preseason poll is absolutely sacrosanct. And so uh, for them, good being in that top 25 in these uh, way too early versions. But do you still think it is? You think still think preseason rankings matter? Anymore? Absolutely. I don't think they do. now. They do for ACC teams. No question about okay. it. Yes. Yeah. Fair yes. point. Because you can play your way in in the SEC. You can play your way into the big time. We know from from what happened with the playoff selection committee this year. Though that matters, they care about those conferences. Obviously, Texas is an outlier, but they they beat Alabama. Yes, so they beat an SEC team to play their way in, right? right. Well, um, Florida State beat two and didn't play their way. They, in. they don't care. No, that's fair. That's a fair point. But in a twelve team playoff, they are well within, uh, right? Yeah, and Louisville right. um, would have just missed it this year. Right. Uh, would have been close. Um, good point by Zach. Uh, the the part here, though, but I was wrong because they're going to be in the preseason rankings, and that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome for them. Uh, next thing I want to get to here is some sound. Uh, this was on – was this Field of 68, Zach, uh, that this sound was on? Um, we'll play this. This is Robbie Hummel talking uh, with Jeff uh, Goodman, not Jeff Gordon. And uh, we will go ahead and play this one. I cut out – it's about a three-minute clip. This is a minute from the middle of it. You're going to pay – I would pay $10 million a year and try to get Scott Drew, and I don't think he takes it but I'm going to make him have to say no to a deal and see if Baylor is competitive. Cause Baylor, if Baylor doesn't move up enough, maybe Scott Drew takes he's got a, he's new, got a new stadium. I, I don't know why he would leave to take on that Matt. I mean, Louisville is a disaster currently. Well, it is, but the upside is still, if you win there, you fill up that arena, which is an NBA level arena. Like you have a major home court advantage, which he's never really had in Waco. Let's be honest. You know, they built a 7,500-person uh, arena. And the Young Center, when it's good, is really good. So that's that's fair. I don't know. He's just – he's proven he can go to the – and win the whole thing at Baylor. I don't know why you'd leave that. You know, you can you can have a legacy-type career down there. You already do. Why why leave? I'm and I'm you. sure that – I'm yeah. sure whoever his agent is can take that offer and be like, all right, we've got to at least get yeah. this competitive. I mean, he'll thank Louisville for – for coming to him because that'll probably get him a raise. But in the same way that the national people don't care about bowl games, that's how they're talking about Louisville's program right now. And that is at least a little troubling because of all people, Robbie Hummel is a very level headed guy on Big Ten Network. That's a tough that's a tough thing to hear. <laughs> Texture, yeah. Washington in Pac twelve and Texas in the Big Twelve. They're both in uh the Big Ten and the SEC next year. I I think that's part of it too. I just you know, but I was wrong. I was wrong about Louisville not being in a good spot for the polls for next year. They are. So I was wrong about that. My other analysis was right that transfer portal momentum matters more for how people think about preseason rather than other things. I think it does. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody always likes the potential of something That's more right. than what it actually right. is. And that used to be bowl games. Now it's not bowl games. It's Transfer Portal. Transfer right. Portal has replaced the bowl game That's as right. the the starting point for optimism for next season. Yep. And I need to adjust to that, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, it's actually preseason rankings still matter a lot, but with uh, with the Week 7 at CFP rankings being king now, uh, preseason doesn't matter as much. I'm not saying it matters zero, but when you get to Week 7, it is a lot easier to be higher in the polls if you started ranked. It just is. That part is still true. And I think the texture would agree. Um, texture, at least we are still getting some coaches some raises. Oh, no. <laughs> I just... Scott Drew is the obvious... Is the obvious top-of-the-mountain guy to get here. He's, he's an Indiana native. He... You know, obviously the high-level stuff, turning around just an absolute dumpster fire at Baylor. All of that would be really attractive here. But here's the problem with that talk. And I don't... Man, I really don't want to do coach talk already. But... Texas is the best high school basketball state in the country now, which is incredible to say. Yeah. And and I don't know why you would – Baylor is that spot 
like I talked about Cincinnati on the football side, where other guys can go to UK, go other places from Texas. I'm using UK as an example because they have such a terrific Texas pipeline. If it doesn't work in those places, you transfer back to Texas, Baylor can be that landing spot. And no one handles a transfer roster better than Scott Drew. It's no. not even close. No, I mean, Scott it's Drew's stunning fantastic. how good it is, yes. And so uh, so that's that's where I would go with that. I just wanted to play that because, again, like I got stuck in the bubble thinking about the bowl game and what that would mean for next season and not thinking about how the national folks would do it, I wanted to bring in that basketball clip because it feels like a mess around here because we watch all of these games. But if people outside of the market are saying the same thing, then that's a problem uh, as well. Texter, uh, when's the last time a national championship winning coach left his school for another school? Raleigh Massimino is the last one that I can think of. Man, it's been a minute, and especially on the basketball side, right, Um, where – a guy has high-level success at that school and then takes off for another school. It does not happen very often. So Now, to be fair, Scott Drew's a couple of years removed from that. I think he would – I think you could admit that it's easier to get guys to Louisville than Baylor, but brand-new facilities. Um, uh, you know, Waco's, Waco's Waco, but people like living in Texas, et cetera. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, they're not lacking. Down no, there. that's exactly right. So I think – when he took the job, you could say that. <laughs> but now it's uh, uh, you, you, he's built bit. something very different there. The other part, too, is, and I think Griever talked about this on Twitter, too, from WDRB, is just all of that stuff is there because of Scott Drew, right? And so um, uh, the same texture, well done, Tubby Smith. Well, yeah, but that was a decade later. I, I, under, I understand what the texture, your question was more about, like, a guy winning at Baylor to take another job. I think the, the most relevant example, did Roy Williams coach a national title team at Kansas? He Got he to did, the title right? game a couple of times. He didn't win. He didn't win one. Okay. No, they lost oh, okay. to Duke in 91 so and then 03 okay. to Carmelo in Syracuse. Yeah, I was trying to think. Like, Roy Williams is the one that stands out going from blue blood to blue. I mean, bluest of bloods to blue blood. Right? Yeah. I mean, um, really stands out that way. So Only because he was North Carolina's his alma mater. That's right. So it's, Otherwise, the Texas job is is it. That's and, it. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. All right. All right. I want to do this uh, this culture item. I missed this from – this is the, the thing I miss about doing the shows with Dan is this. Um, the headline is hiker clogged a small tree in freezing temperatures after falling hundreds of feet at night. Oh, it's great. So this is the day after Christmas in the Adirondack Adirondack mountains in Northern New York. And a woman was up there. Uh, she's 46 years old and she calls with her phone after falling about a hundred feet down a cliff. She calls the forest ranger who calls 911 and says, hey, get comfortable. It's going to take a minute. <laughs> they get to her around 630. Uh, they reach the woman, excuse me, at 130 in the morning, gave her liquids and clothing. Yeah. And then they guided her back to the trail and to her vehicle around 630 in the morning. Why? 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 That, that, why? That, yeah. I, I was trying to come up with a question. It's just why. Right. What are people doing? Hiking to begin with, not great. But at night when it's freezing, no. stupid. No. I mean, you're asking to die. I mean, Really? Right? I mean, yeah, that's it's like these march. people that are like, yeah, our son went to North Korea and we never saw him again. It's so weird. No, it's not weird. No, it's not. It's not weird. <laughs> if you hike at night in the freezing cold and get lost, this is what happens. You are lucky that we are a very benevolent society. We came in safety. That's, that's right. This is the worst story that you've ever put on the show sheet, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the worst. <laughs> uh, Texter Roy didn't win a natty at Kansas, but he had him at a very high level. Oh, yeah. No, no. He had him rolling for sure. Um, and I think I think that's the best example I could come up with. So, I think uh, that's the only one, really. At that level, probably. Right? Yeah. Yeah. At that level, probably. Because so. none of the elite... Well, yeah, because Patino didn't willingly go from Kentucky to Louisville. He went had the Celtics in between. Oh, that's right. That's right. I don't think he's. I mean, he would be the other example. But again, like you said, there was a break, right? And it wasn't that he took the Louisville job as a step up from Kentucky. No, he took the Louisville job as another job. Yeah, right. And so it didn't work in Boston because Larry Bird didn't walk through that door. Is Larry Bird walking through that door? Is Kevin McHale walking through that door? Is Kevin McHale walking through that door? Who else do we want to do? Robert Parrish. It's Robert Parrish. (laughs) Is Rajon Rondo walking through that? Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. (laughs) 
Is Bill Sharman walking through Bill that door? Sharman, is dude. he? Huh? John Havlicek. Is Dennis Johnson walking through that door? DJ. Is Ray Allen walking through that door? People don't remember this. DJ was the guy who actually hit the winning layup in the bird. Is Antoine field. Walker Antoine walking through Walker. that door? Are we going? Is he? Can we go? Are we at the point where we can say Kendrick Perkins now? <laughs> are we there yet? Is the other Isaiah Thomas walking through that door? <laughs> <laughs> how stupid! Paul Silas, how about that? Paul Silas, Paul Silas, LeBron's first coach. God, that's right, isn't it? Man, oh man! Is Don Nelson walking through that door? Yeah. Don Nelson, the player. Don't you love all those <laughs> graphics that are like, LeBron did this 20 years ago, and now today he's still like 30 points, 11 dude, rebounds, 10 assists. Dude, his longevity is insane. It's, I, it's not even, I mean. Best longevity by any athlete ever. Uh, it's not ever. maybe ever, including Brady, right? Yeah, because LeBron actually has to play defense. He's on the court the whole time, right? Exactly. Yes, right. I, I agree with you. I, it's unbelievable how good he is. And even even Dan, who clearly doesn't like him, Knows how good of a player he is, so that was all. Like you may not like LeBron's <laughs> politics, however, but sure. nobody can deny yeah. his on-court stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I it, yeah. Uh, Texture saying what I've heard about Bird's back. He's barely walking through many doors right now. I met Mike Dicka one time, and the guy can't walk because his knees are so bad from playing football. It's hard to watch some of those guys, man. It really is. I'm sure Bird's on that list too. But yeah, some of those guys just. Or you mean like a jockey who's 50 and is limping just constantly, that kind of stuff. Well, Earl <laughs> yeah, Campbell's been thing. in a wheelchair forever from because Will, Earl Campbell just like the biggest running back and ran over everybody, but he got the crap beat. Oh, no, that's right. No, it's like a it's like a car accident every time you, you yeah. hand the ball off. No, that's exactly right. There's a right. famous hit where Jack Tatum just comes up. Jack Tatum is the hardest hitting safety ever, and they just knocks Earl Campbell backwards. And he falls into the end zone, but it's the hardest hit I've ever seen in a football game. With the Celtics the last NBA team to have a player coach? That might be right. I believe so. Yeah, I think that's right. He's the GOAT. Bill Russell. He's up there. Yeah, he might be the GOAT. He's up there. <laughs> Speaking of guys who win at every level, right? Um, all right. Well, I didn't get to my uh, Kentucky Derby uh, prep top three out of the weekend. Um, again, I put it on Twitter the last two days. So we'll, we'll punt to tomorrow. Mike Enough will be with us. He talks horse racing, so maybe we'll get into that. Uh, UK plays Mizzou tonight. You can hear him on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Post Game Show tonight. We will review that game in the morning. My name's Louis Rabot for Zach Cantrell and everybody here at ESPN Global. Thanks for hanging out. We'll be back at 10 tomorrow, and we hope you are too. Have a great rest of the day, everybody.